Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to episode three of the Hang Time with Helgi podcast. I am your host, Luke Halgerson. Episode three getting underway here. You know how it goes. I usually run down with the five biggest sports topics of the day, but uh, currently watching the NBA All-Star game as of right now, and uh, you know, we're going to walk you through the rest of this game. It's the fourth quarter, and I like how they're doing it. First team to 24 from whoever had the highest score, so the target score right now is 157 and uh, team Giannis has 140 Uh, LeBron's team's got 136 so it's a it's a close game Bron's coming back in 80's coming back in Kawhi's coming back in Harden's coming back in Chris Paul's gonna stay out there Lowry's shooting free throws right now so actually 141-136 Lowry makes that free throw but uh it's been a fun all-star game thus far I think it's actually worked pretty well they've actually played hard there has been some defense played. There's still been enough offense to where it's been enjoyable. A little sloppy, a lot of turnovers, but that's to be expected in a game like this. But there's still been enough highlights, and they've played enough defense to where it's been competitive. And, and they're trying hard in this fourth quarter. Giannis blocking Braun right there. Five seconds left on the shot clock. Blonde. Out to Davis. Oh, the Lakers. Oh, Paul flying in for the rebound. Can't get it, though. But I think it's been a competitive game. It's been really enjoyable to watch. They're actually trying. They are trying, which has been a, you know, they haven't really done that in the past few ones. You know, one year they, you know, they scored 192. Like, I'm shocked they haven't got to 200 yet. So I like the change of format. It's made it a little more competitive. And, you know, in the third quarter was tied. There were a chance for game-winning shots to win the quarter. You know, they're putting money on it to donations to the specific things for LeBron and Giannis. So, it's for a good cause, so they're trying a little bit, and they want to win, bragging rights. So they're actually trying hard and with it. He goes to the basket, dumps it off to Davis. Davis, oh, blocked by Giannis. Boy, gets it back. Davis. Giannis playing some good defense. Six-point game, 144-138. See, it's actually been fun. They're trying. They're trying today, which is they usually don't. You know, guys aren't going off like usual. Like, you know, Davis has the record of over 50, but he only has 13 today. Giannis has played the hardest, set the tempo. They're going to call, I don't know what they're going to call, jump ball. See, they're arguing with the rest. It's getting good. It's been good. It's been good. But, uh, you know, while we're on it, you know, we can get into the podcast. You know how I usually do it. We get into the five episodes. But uh, tonight just happened to be watching sports. But as we go, the first, you know, big thing would be the All-Star Weekend. You know, the rundown of it. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that after the game. That'll be topic number one. We'll sit, we'll marinate that until this, this game's over. I'll walk you through the rest of it as I watch it. Davis wins the tip. Braun's taking it the other way. Braun all the way flips it out. No offensive foul call. Bottoms Chris Paul. The banana boat crew <laughs> getting buckets, 144-141. See, this is good. It forces them to play to a number. Like it's, I like this format. It makes them try. They're playing defense. You can see it's not, it's not easy for anyone. Kemba trying to get it. Love Braun throwing it up. Turnover. Oh, turnover. Oh, no, they call foul on Davis. See, but they still helping each other up. You know, it's good. It's been, yeah. It should have been a charge. It should have been a charge, and we're taking charges in the All-Star game. Kyle Lowry trying to get one. This is good. 
This is very good. You know, good thinking, NBA. Good thinking. You know, this makes the All-Star game. NBA, I think, is the best All-Star game for sure. Baseball used to be until they changed it to where it didn't matter anymore, but NBA's got the best one. Pro Bowl does not matter. Hockey's cool. Hockey's a cool one. It just doesn't get enough recognition. It's a, It's enjoyable to watch. Team Giannis misses. Kawhi coming down gets fouled. Like, it's been a decent amount of fouls. Like, they're playing defense. They're playing defense, which is great. Really great. Giannis, 25 points, 9 rebounds. Rudy Gobert, 21 and 11. Kawhi's got 28. Chris Paul got 23 and 6. At this point, Team LeBron wins. Kawhi's MVP. Team Giannis wins. Giannis MVP. So I'm looking at it. If you were looking at those numbers, impact Giannis has tried the hardest from what it's looked like. I didn't realize Kawhi's had 28. He going off. He got the ball right now. ISO. And we're calling another foul. They're playing defense, man. Pascal locking them up. See, former teammates, you know, they playing no games here. It's competitive, but whew. it's competitive. You know, they're still good friends, but they ain't no easy buckets. Some man's league, NBA. See, NBA's, I think, the most entertaining league with the NFL. I think the NBA, the ratings thing, I don't think that'll be a big issue. And we're calling another foul. I've never seen so many fouls in a row in an all-star game. <laughs> like, they need to ease up. I know they want to win, but damn, let's play a little. Kyle Lowry just hitting James Harden, moving around. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid's falling down. Like, what on earth is going on? Hard into the free throw line. Classic, you know. Still, that's his only way of getting buckets at the free throw line, and he misses. Good foul. Good foul. 141-144. Like I said, the target score is 157. So I think it's kind of cool. I think, you know, I think it's a good way to do it. Hard and eight-time All-Star. 2007-18 MVP. He missed both free throws. Yeesh. Yeesh. And in a three-point game, that matters. Come on, Harden. He was my pick for MVP. I don't think it's going to happen now. But $300,000 to charity. You know, at least they're playing for something. I hope the players get a bonus, too. Good defense. Kawhi locking up Giannis. Let's go. See, they're playing. <laughs> this is a good game. They're playing. Come on, Braun, show me something. Ah, oh, good Lord. Cannot hit it. Still 141-144. But I like it. No no clock we play to a final score. Kind of how the big three does it. I like watching the big three. The big three was enjoyable. You know, they still got some NBA, former NBA guys, guys who I think could still play. You know, gosh, another foul. Embiid now going to the free throw line. It's been a lot of fouls. A lot of fouls. Kind of making it enjoyable, though. You know, everyone complained, like, oh, they don't play no defense. They don't play no defense. Well, you're getting defense right here. So all you all-star, you know, haters of the NBA all-star game saying they don't play defense, here you go. This is your defense right here. They're doing it. They're playing it. So there's no excuses now for the bad ratings. And I don't think there should be. It's been a good game. It's been enjoyable. You know, the stars are out. It's been a fun, competitive game. Guys have shown me the highlights. You know, there have been nasty dunks, Braun, Giannis. You know, everyone's getting theirs. And Bede misses, only goes one for two from the free throw line. Show me something, Kawhi. Kawhi got the matchup. Kemba on him. Ooh, that's a tough matchup. They bring the triple team. Chris Paul and Bede on him. 
He oh pulls it in and out, cannot get it to go. Lowry getting a rebound in amongst the trees with Davis, Kawhi down there. Lowry gets it. Pascal, CP3 on him, stolen by Kawhi. Kawhi all the way to the basket. Lowry, offensive foul. Offensive foul. My goodness. The former Raptor, Kawhi, on his former teammate. Oh, too good. Too good. See, this is great. This is great competitive basketball. You got to love it. You got to love it. I think this is spectacular. You know, the All-Star game hasn't been this entertaining in a while. So, good decision by the NBA. Definitely whoever came up with this idea is getting a raise. I can tell you that. I can tell you that because it's been a good game. Braun now with it. Flings it over. Harden now with it. Takes the screen. Braun. Harden. Here we go. Step back. Comes up short. Charles Barkley going off on him, calling the dribbler so disrespectful. I think it's funny that Giannis was even like, I want someone who passes. Kemba misses the layup. Braun in the open court, spin move up, fouled. Fouled. This is great. Great competitive basketball. This is unbelievable right now. Oh, definitely a foul. They were all over. I Three guys going up in an all-star game. When was the last time y'all seen that? When was the last time y'all have seen that? Absolutely awesome stuff. Braun finally, you know, knocking down the free throw, you know? So one thing that he's been struggling with this year, he hasn't been able to make free throws. 145-142. Offense have been a struggle here, but they're playing good defense. Really good defense, as a matter of fact. Come on, Brian. Let's go two for two, huh? Make it a two-point game, huh? Make it a two-point game. That's my boy. That's my boy. 143-145. You know, Braun, the stat was he has more all-star games altogether for himself than the entire Giannis starting team combined. It's like, my goodness. Year 17, 35 years of age. Braun still out there running with these young bucks and still showing he's one of the best in the game, if not the best in the game right now. He's having an incredible year. Lakers top of the West. He's doing great things right now. In 35, 17 years. And you got to think about it. He goes to the postseason practically every year, goes decently far in the postseason except for last year. It's like the guy plays easily 100 games a year. The mileage he has, he's a 20-year player. And he's still out there getting it done. And Embiid misses another free throw. Fantastic. Goes one for two at the line. Here we go. Three-point game. Now Giannis' team only needs 11 more and they win. Bronze team, 14. Here we go. Kemba. Kawhi now with it, dumps it over hard and in front of the Giannis bench, just claps it. Tie game. Let's go. Let's go. See, this makes it great. Competitive. It's usually not like this. Not from what I recall in recent memory, that's for sure. Dumps it over and B, you know he's not taking that shot. Giannis goes up. I don't know what they call foul on the ground and beats going to the free throw line. 
146, 146. Harden with the smack. Show me that replay, huh? Show me that bench yelling at him. He still knocks it down. Getting these buckets. God, Embiid's gone to the free throw line a decent amount. And he rattles home the first one. 147, 146. You know, the league is in a good spot with all these young up-and-coming guys. You know, Embiid is still young. Giannis is still young. Simmons is young. Trey Young, Luka. These guys are young. Devin Booker. We got young players on the up-and-come-up. Like, Embiid's got 17 right now. The guy's an absolute monster. I think him and Davis are the two best guys in the post players in the league. Davis is only 26, turns 27 in March. It's like the league is in great hands. Embiid goes two for two from the line, so 148-146. Chris Paul now with it. Giannis on him. You know, Chris Paul's getting a lot of minutes here. Kawhi dumps it off. Davis Oh, up and under should have been a foul. Davis is so good. Davis is incredible. Me and him have the same birthday. The exact same birthday. That's why he's my boy. He too, too nice with the good dump off by Kawhi. Could have been it. <laughs> Kawhi on the Lakers. There, There's your preview of it right there. It's the most you're ever going to get of it. Just think that was the big rumor. That big three would have been unbelievable. I'm glad Kawhi made the decision to not go there. Like, that would have been too stacked of a team. And Kawhi wouldn't have even played every night. Like, whew. See, like, they're all over them. This is, they're arguing with the refs. Like, this is just too funny. Like, guys are going to get teed up in an all-star game. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're going to commercial here. 149-148 team. Giannis is up. The score they got to get to is 157. Like, Chris Paul's trying to hype these guys up. Like, they're taking it serious. Like, for once, it actually is pretty cool to see the All-Star game actually matter and these guys actually try. Because it's just been a huge complaint in recent years that, oh, they don't play defense. It's a nonsense game. It's, you know, it. The score gets out of hand. They're just dunking it and everything. It's like, hey, we're giving you now the best product. Now this is officially the best pickup game on the planet because these they, they practice once. They do like one shoot around with each other, and then they go out there. Honestly, I think would be a great format. They show up All-Star Weekend. They don't know what the teams are, and uh, they do a draft on, uh, also, like t- on tonight. They just do it right before the game. And Braun and Giannis literally go out there and they draft them right there. Real pickup style. And they literally pick them one by one. And I know it might be disrespectful to whoever's going to be the last pick, but that's how that goes. That's how that goes. But I think it would be awesome to see them do something like that. Because it's like, like they're not doing any practice. They're going in, running up and down the court a few times, maybe playing a quick five on five, changing things out. But they're not doing anything too serious. You might as well just let them really play pickup basketball and draft them right here on all-star game night. I think it would make the game a lot more entertaining. You have this same kind of setup, you know, first three, playing for your charity. You win the quarter, and then you play to a certain score right here because they've going to the free throw line. Teams are playing defense. Guys got to make big shots. Like, it matters here. Two-point game now. Lowry knocks down the free throw. Now we got some debris on the court. Hopefully someone notices that. All right, let's get to it, baby. Here we go. 
Harden to Leonard. Gets the screen from Davis. You know, pull up central for Kawhi. Maestro of the mid-range. You know he's not missing that. That's his bread and butter right there. That's the reason he's an all-star is for doing that move exactly right there. Right there, Kemba now. Lowry with it. Here we go. Taking LeBron. Step back. Lowry cannot hit it. Davis. Big rebound there. Tie game. Seven points. Here we go. Pick and roll with the two Lakers. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Davis took the beard. Lowry on him. Eight seconds on the shot clock. Over to Davis. Davis. Step back three. Cannot hit it. Throwing up a brick. Don't even know if it touched the rim. Dumps it back. Kemba pulling it. Cannot hit it. Battered away. Kemba gets it again. Should have been a foul on Chris Paul. Davis now in the front court. Up to, oh, no, I meant LeBron. Up to Davis with the slam. 152-150. Five points. Five points, and LeBron's team wins. Here we go. This is (laughs) Embiid. LeBron on him. Here we go, Bron. Show me something. Play the oh, good move by MB. Little dream shake. Too nice with it. One fifty two. One fifty two. This is great. Honestly, this is the best it's ever been. And yet, no one is standing. Like all these rich people get to go to this game, and like no one is hyped. Like sitting that low. Like they don't care. But like, need some excitement in that arena. Here we go, Bron. Show me something. Stepping back. Trying to draw the foul. Does not even come close to getting it. You know they're not calling that in an all-star game. I don't know what just happened. LeBron just slipped. Almost a turnover by Giannis. Maybe Kawhi poked it away. What a move by Embiid. Mmm, that's tasty. Mmm, you know they are calling that on Giannis in an actual NBA game. Oh my goodness, and they call foul. They call a foul, and I think they just called a technical. I think they just called a technical on Chris Paul. <laughs> like, they just called So I don't know what is going on right here, but I think they just called a technical. <laughs> and I ain't never seen someone get a technical in an all-star game. I don't even know if it's possible. Are they even allowed to call it? They might as well. I guess they are. 152-152. I mean, Davis has all bombs. They didn't call jump ball. Like, oh, oof. Yeah, I guess they're missing. (laughs) Refs are missing calls in the all-star game. Look at all these guys. Everyone on Team Braun saying jump ball, and they called a foul. (laughs) This is too good. They're blowing calls in the all-star game now. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to have to go to review? We're probably going to have to send it to review. It just gets even better. Like, can we challenge calls? They might as well be able to challenge. I think they are challenging. The the little green light, we are literally challenging in the All-Star game. This is great. See, this is the competitive basketball we've been asking for in an All-Star game. Honestly, when was the last time from all the clips they show me from the like 1998 All-Star game and then the 2000-2001 one? Like, I've just been seeing all those highlights, and they were playing defense. They were trying hard. They were getting after it. They're getting after it tonight. They are getting after it. And a lot of contact, but, I like, Davis has his hand all over that ball, and so did Kawhi. Like, 
That's got to be a jump ball. Just make it a jump ball. It's 152-152. Let's, let's get this game going. Jump ball. Let's not decide it on free throws. Come on, refs. Swallow the whistles. Let's get, let's get it done. Like, coaches challenge. This is fantastic. We're coaches challenging it. He's going over to review this. I wonder if people in New York are actually there. I don't think they are. Why would they be working? There's no games going on except for this. Like, they're really expected to be there. We're sending it to Secaucus. What's going? What's the situation up in New York? It's just is uh, too good, absolutely too good. My boy Kemba Walker, twenty three points. That's what I like to see. Yeah, Team LeBron wins. Kawhi's going to win that Kobe Bryant MVP award. We're going to get to that a little later in the podcast once this game wraps up here. It's been been a great game. I'm absolutely loving this. Come on, refs, do the right thing. Call a jump ball. Let's. Come on, give the fans what they want. Don't let them decide this at the free throw line. Absolutely. See, jump ball. Fantastic. See, very good. Very good. Whoever's in his ear, I hope it's David Stern himself telling him, like, okay, no. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not calling fouls in the All-Star game like this. Here we go, jump ball. Yeah, yes, Davis wins the tip. Here we go. You know, I want Team LeBron to win. I'm a LeBron supporter. Big Davis fan, you know, Giannis balls out, but I'd rather see LeBron win. And, you know, Kawhi's going to win, you know, Kobe Bryant MVP. So, it's gonna. here we go. Oh, out to LeBron for three. Cannot hit. Kawhi comes up with a steal on Embiid, swings it over to LeBron. He's in the backcourt, gets it back. <sighs> Didn't go over the line. Harden now with it, gets to the screen from LeBron. Here we go, Harden, bread and butter. He's going to go ISO all the way. You know he's not passing. They're calling a foul on Giannis, and it's a foul. He got in his way, but gosh, Kawhi coming in, just snagging it from him. Kawhi's just got such quick hands. And pull LeBron tiptoeing, making sure he's not getting that half court. His IQ is just off the charts, but Harden going to the free throw line. Like, this is just typical what you would expect from him in an actual game, getting to the free throw line late in the game, knocking down the free throws. 153-152, LeBron's team. It's like the first time they've led this whole fourth quarter, pretty much. Team Giannis has been winning for the most part, except for the first quarter. Harden, I thought he was going to have a better night. He only has 10 points. Make it 11. Make it 11 with that free throw. Two-point game. Bronze team, all they need is a three. So I'd imagine they're going to take a three for the win. Team Giannis, possession of the game for them right there, here, potentially. They need a bucket. And they give it to him. Oh, who do we got? Pascal with Harden on him. And we call a foul. We called a foul. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Actually, Kawhi Leonard on him. No, I was right, Harden. But my goodness, we're calling fouls in the All-Star game. This is just, come on, refs. Let's swallow that whistle. My goodness. Like, this is an All-Star game. There's no reason for it to be like this. You don't need to be, just swallow the whistles. This is not a good look. It's not a good look. It's been a competitive game. Let's swallow that whistle. And you know Pascal knocks down the first one. 154, 153. Come on, refs. You got to swallow your whistle. We're, it's an all star game. There ain't no reason for it to be like this. Let the boys play. They come out here to play. Let them play. 
And that's what it should be all about. Like, these refs are taking up too much of the show at, as of this point. And Pascal misses it. Chris Paul comes in with the rebound. Oh, Harden? Going to make it happen? The former teammates rock it. Here we go. Harden. Oh, yeah. He's got Pascal. He's going to try and make something happen. Oh, he's going to the basket. Oh, flips it out. Kawhi with it. Kawhi, step back. Oh, oh, a lot of contact. Davis almost coming up with it. MB gets the rebound. Kemba now with it. Kemba loses the ball. Good defense by LeBron stepping in front, faking out Kemba. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he thought LeBron was going to get in front of him. He just made a move. I don't know. Tough turnover right there. Here we go. Braun, finish this game for me. Come on. Finish this game for me. There we go. Hammer. Oh, goaltending. I can't believe they call goaltending in this game over the Trailblazers jazz game. Like they didn't even call it. At least they're calling it right here. Oh, that's close. I, I don't know. He actually might have got that block. That might be a block. That is bang, bang. Oh, they're gonna review this, and I think I think they're gonna change this. I, I they're gonna change this. I don't think they're gonna call goaltending. I really don't. There, it's not gonna be goaltend. I think they're gonna call it a block. I, that's a block. From that camera angle, it looks like a block. Now, he did foul him. He held his back arm. You know, LeBron's dunking that shit, but Giannis holds him down. But they didn't call that. They didn't call a foul. They called goaltending. And that's going to be a block. That's going to be a block. I think he blocked that. <laughs> he definitely blocked that. Oh, my goodness. Whew. That's going to be a block. They're going to call it a block. They have to. Oh, man. That is bang, bang. I don't know. Oh, the Twitter, just social media is going to have a field day with these refs. Like, we're reviewing this in an all-star game, and it is a close play. I understand why they're doing it, but my goodness, let's make the call here. I think it's a block. In real time, I thought it was a goaltend, but now keep watching this replay. It looks like he blocked that. And I think they're going to say he blocked it, and they're going to have a jump ball. That's what they're about to call right here. Right here, it's about to be jump ball, block, no points, 154-153. Take down those points. That's what's going to happen. Come on. Or they have 156. I thought they only had 153. What's going on? There we go. See, now they just changed the score. All right, here we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. See, at least they got the call right. At least they got the call right. Okay, here. Giannis against Davis for jump. This is <laughs> jump of the year. Oh, and Team LeBron gets it. Come on, Bron. 
Show me something. Giannis on you. This is all broad. Pull it from way downtown. Oh, my goodness. If he hit that, he pulled it from the A. Pulled it from the AL on the All-Star logo here at midcourt. Like, if he hit that shot, holy Jesus, that would have been incredible. Would have been incredible. Kemba, Harden on him. Seven seconds left on the shot clock. Kicks it out. Step back. Lowry cannot hit. Harden now with it. Here we go. Let's get a good possession out of this. I like LeBron just hoisting that quick, but no, don't call it. Thank you for not calling a foul. And oh my goodness, the ref on the other side of the court calls a foul. Called an offensive foul. (laughs) Oh, I'm speechless. I am without speech. The ref standing closest to him did not call it. Spike Lee's on the side calling charge. Oh my goodness. This is spectacular stuff here. All-Star Weekend. Call it offensive foul on Harden. They don't even call it in actual games that matter. But in, you know, the... The team LeBron bench getting so hyped thinking they win it all of a sudden. No, sir. Everyone fist pumping team Giannis. Too good. Too good. It, and Chris Paul's right there barking at the ref. This is spectacular. Incredible content, NBA. Harden hit the shot, but no siree. Offensive foul. I love it. This is unbelievable. The ref standing right there didn't call it, and the ref on the far side of the court called it. Spectacular stuff. God, the NBA is so good. So good. It's going to be so controversial. Just, oh, I can't wait for the reaction. The reaction from this tonight is going to be great. It's going to be spectacular. It's been fantastic. This has been a fantastic game. A lot of... Good content, controversial things. You know, we're watching, we're going to review coaches' challenges getting overturned that actually work. Guys are playing defense. It's, this is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. NBA could probably not be happier with what's going on right now. I can tell you that. I could tell you that for sure. They must be loving this because this is absolute gold for their for what's going on and especially what's about to pick up this year. Oh, yeah. This is what they need. This is what the NBA needs right here is something like this. 154-153. And I don't know what we're calling. We're calling offensive foul. I, I, I just really do not know what is going on in this game. Like, I think they just called a foul against Kemba Walker with Kawhi Leonard guarding him. Or a screen, uh, off-ball screen by Kyle Lowry. Like, my goodness. We're, <laughs> we're calling everything. Chris Paul with the screen. LeBron with it. Kemba on him. LeBron with Kemba. Goes to the basket. Hammer time for LeBron. Too easy. 156-153. So it's not over. You just need a stop by Team Giannis. You need a stop. You just need one. See, this is this is good. This is just like typical five on five at the gym. You know, playing to a certain number. I like it. I like how they're doing this. Embiid getting all the way to the basket. Got away with the travel big time. Off Team Giannis. Chris Paul running over, inbounding that ball quick. Braun 
Let's end this for me. 156, 153. Here we go. Let's see if they can get a stop. Chris Paul with the screen. They like that Kemba Braun matchup. Clearly they saw it in films. Giannis switches back on him out to Paul. Paul pulls it. Paul comes up short. I don't like him shooting that shot. You know, it's a shot he's hit at Thunder. It's been a nice story, but whew. Got to move the ball. I mean, Kawhi's got 30. He should be getting a touch with LeBron. Anyways, Embiid backing down LeBron again. Does not move his pivot foot. And they call foul. They called a foul. My goodness. My goodness. You know, this is just like a game. This is just like a competitive game, at least. And, you know, that is a foul. That is a foul. But, you know, at this point, you just got to let them swallow the... You got to swallow the whistles and let them play. Because, like, it's... It's coming down to the nitty-gritty end right here. Now, if you're in beat, I think you miss. I think you should miss. Because I don't know. Eh. No, actually, you make the shot. hope you can get a stop at the other end. Yeah, make the free throw, Embiid. 156-154. Let's see if Embiid can knock it down. Knocks down both. Okay, so one-point game. Frank Vogel calling timeout. We're drawing something up here. This matters. (laughs) It matters. For once, the All-Star game in the NBA has actually mattered. It doesn't go towards anything. It's just good bragging rights. It's, it's been a really competitive game. This has been fantastic. I know I keep, you know, I sound like a broken record, but it's been unbelievable. It actually has been an enjoyable, fun game to watch. It really has. You got to love it. You got to love the competition. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a basketball fan, you should have enjoyed this game because it's been great. It's been really, really great. And uh, I'm loving every moment of it. And it's been a good All-Star weekend. A lot of controversy, good wins from some guys. You know, we'll get to all that here. I know I've been going a while for this game, but it's been a, it's been a thriller. I can't look away. We can't. No interruptions for it because it's been spectacular. Honestly, I want Kawhi. I want Kawhi touching the ball at least once. If we're going to go brawn, I want to pick and roll at least with Kawhi. Get something in motion with those two. Something. I need something because Kawhi's got 30. He's balling right now. It's just been, it's just been a. F- I want to see a gamer. Show me the gamer. I don't want to see them win it at the free throw line. I can tell you that. I don't want to see them win it by a free throw. Let's hit that jumper for the win. You know, prove it, prove it, baby. No, no easy buckets. Giannis guarding LeBron. Got good matchups all around here. Good matchups all around. Embiid on Davis. Pascal on Kawhi, Lowry on Harden. Interesting that Trey Young isn't out there, and he's a start, all-star starter. Harden to the bucket, kicks it out to Paul. Paul to Braun. They ha- Harden had the lane. I don't know why Harden didn't just go up with it. I, I, can't, I don't know why he didn't just go up with the shot. He had a chance to win it, unless he thought he was going to get blocked to Davis. Oh, we're going to call a holding foul. Oh, that is very, like, you know, it's a smart play. It's a smart play by LeBron knowing to get it to his big man when little Kyle Lowry is guarding him. But, you know, that's what happens. That is what happens when you rotate and you got bad switches, you know. And Davis knew it right away. He was like, yep, thank you for calling it. Game over. I'm hitting one of these free throws. That's a wrap. If Davis goes 0 for 2, whew. 
Hoo-hoo-wee. See, LeBron knows it. Holding offense, number Kyle Lowry. 10-yard penalty, two free throws. Should be a game right here. See, LeBron LeBron knows it. He knows his boy is going to at least hit one. He knows his boy is going to at least hit one. And our, Oh, are we reviewing this or we call a timeout? Gosh, we better not be reviewing this because it's definitely a foul. I don't like Lowry has his left arm, right arm, all locked up. You know this is a foul. This is a foul. You got to let the offensive guy get position. Lowry didn't let him get position. He grabbed his arm. It's a foul. Are we reviewing this? I certainly hope not. At no point should we be reviewing this. It's a one hundred percent a foul. He pulled him to the ground. It's you know clear cut. Clear cut at this point. I guess we are reviewing this. You know, we're just we're taking our time with this game. The refs are really, really taking their sweet time with this. And, you know, there have been some interesting storylines in this game, too. Harden and Paul playing together again. The Laker trio. Well, not trio. Kawhi not coming there, but still three guys in L.A. Lowry acting like he didn't foul, but we know it's a foul. So Davis could end the game right here. I I wouldn't believe it if he didn't hit one. I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, he's shooting 85% from the free throw line this season. He's an 80% free throw shooter. You know they're talking shit to him like missed the shot. You know, Embiid wants him to miss. <laughs> you know, it would be cool if he just missed. But if they at least gave the ball back. But you know they ain't doing that. You know, he, LeBron knows that he just got to make one. He just got to make one. And that's why I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't a jump shot. But, hey, Lowry fouled. LeBron made the right decision. Give it down to his big man when he got a little guy on him. You know. Here we go, Davis. This is for all the marbles. Clutch moment. Show me your clutch. Show me your clutch. And he missed. He missed. <laughs> he missed the first one. He still can hit the second one. Now, I don't know. He might miss. That first one was way off. Who's strong? Let's see here. Things could get very interesting if he misses this one. But isn't that how it usually goes? Here we go. Let's see. And he made it. There we go. Never lose faith. Got him too hyped for nothing. That's a final. Team LeBron wins it 157-155. And it was fun. It was a very fun game. You know, little dramatics at the end, you got to like it, you know. It gets you ready for the important basketball that's about to come. It's getting you ready for the excitement that's about to begin. So, fun All-Star weekend. Glad it was a good game to wrap it up. 157-155. We'll continue, you know, watching it to see who wins the first Kobe Bryant MVP award. And, uh, you know, we'll get into it. We'll get into the podcast. You know, so first topic I want to talk about is really giving the All-Star weekend its kind of rundown here. It was a fun All-Star weekend. I didn't watch the celebrity contest, the celebrity game. I don't really care for it. You know, it's it's kind of a boring game. Those Most of those people aren't very good at basketball. There are a few guys that can ball. That's for sure. There are some people out there who got some game. But other than that, it's a it's a pretty sloppy affair. And if it's not someone funny like Kevin Hart who's willing to make an ass of themselves out there, then it, it's not that enjoyable to watch. So didn't watch that, but everything else was great. The skills challenge was fun watching Bam win. 
uh, let's see, I wish I would have picked a big guy and a little guy. I had Dim Witty win it, but Bam beat him early on, and Bam ran away with it. Sabonis actually met him in the finals. Interesting to see two big men there. But, yeah, Bam, three for six in the contest, and he's only hit four threes this season. It's, I think for his, like, career or something, he's only hit, like, six threes or something. So, yeah, good for Bam. Big win for him. You got to like that. And then uh, three-point contest, my prediction from episode two. I predicted Buddy Heal to win it, and sure enough, he did. Devin Booker had a scorcher of a first round, hitting 28 points, but healed walking away with it. You know, unfortunate for him. He's sitting on the bench now, coming off the bench for Sacramento. He should be starting. I think they're going to trade him, or he, I think he should get traded for his sake because he absolutely balls out. A team could use a shooting guard like him who can average 20 a night. I think he's an underrated passer, too. Can he defend? You know, it's tough to defend in this league, but if you can get, drop 20 and 5 and still be average on defense, you know, you can do something. And he can do damage with the playoff team. I'd have to map it out to see who I'd like him to go to. But, gosh, he he could really help some teams out. He could really help some teams out. Like, if he went... I think if he was alongside Murray and Jokic in Denver and they have him to replace Harris, now that would be nice. That would be nice right there. If the Nuggets had another 20-point score on their roster, rut row. That, that could be dangerous. That could be real dangerous. But I have to look at it. You know, maybe if he was – even if he went to, like, the Bucks, like if they could keep Middleton and Giannis and bring in Heald – that that would be another good pickup for them. Even if he went to, mm, no, nah, I don't think it would work just because they. I would say with the Utah, but they, you know, they got too Mitchell. You know, they got too many guys already there. I don't think there's a fit for him there. But I I think he at this point Heald's been he's been good. He shouldn't be coming off the bench. He should be a starter, and I think he could be a real nice contributor for a team. So I hope he gets traded in the off season. Because they're not making the playoffs, they think they. I think they're going to need to move in a new direction. Frankly, work towards Fox and you know build it from there. Surround him with guys, and you know he'll should be one of those guys. But I, for some reason, Luke Walton doesn't like him. I don't get what's not to like about him because he's absolute money from three. He puts up buckets. I think he's he goes hard out there. He works his butt off. You know he's a nice player. He could do big things next year. So for you know. He gets ignored. He gets slept on because he's in Sacramento, but the guy is an absolute walking bucket. And then we all saw the dunk contest, and I personally think Aaron Gordon did get robbed. That's been the big controversy. Derek Jones Jr. had some nasty dunks. Now, granted, he put it between his legs, like on three straight dunks, but they were all disgusting. The one off the backboard where he jumps over the guy and catches absolutely disgusting insane bounce insane bounce too much bunnies like those guys can both just absolutely fly but gordon was doing things that we've never seen in the dunk contest like that off the side of the backboard 360 just filthy absolutely filthy and this second time gordon should have won the whole thing i think levine deserved levine he deserved it when he won it a few years ago against Gordon. It was one of the best dunk contests ever. And this was a classic, too. This is going to be one of the best ones ever, too. Like, Aaron Gordon's going to have 
some legendary dunks that we're going to play forever. Like the one of him over going over the magic mascot, him jumping over taco. Like I said, the one off the side of the backboard, 360. He's doing 360s over Chance the Rapper. It's just, it was just filthy what these guys were doing out there. And, Go- and Gordon lost. And Gordon lost. You know, he had four straight 50s, like he said in his press conference. He had four straight 50s. And he looked at it as it should be the best dunks. Out of the, you're, you get four dunks, maybe one extra one to go to overtime. But, you know, they had a few extra dunks. And he had five straight 50s. And he lost on a dunk where he jumped over the tallest guy in the league. And the only reason that Taco was moving forward on is because Gordon hit his hands. It wasn't anything that he didn't. Like, he cleared him. He jumped over Taco, 7-5, and he lost. That was his worst dunk. Yeah, it just it didn't make any sense. I thought Gordon definitely got robbed. But I, I think Derek Jones Jr. is definitely one of the best dunkers in the league. And I think you could validate that he is one of that he is the best dunker in the league. You know, he is the champ for a reason. You know, he didn't make it easy on Gordon. Gordon had to do some incredible things. I think Gordon did some better dunks for sure. Gordon was my winner, but uh, he, you know, Derek Jones Jr. is a good guy to lose to because he's got insane bounce. Like Levine is a good guy to lose to in the dunk contest. Like, they're going to go down as legends in the dunk contest. And Derrick Jones Jr. already saying that he's going to win it next year, too. So I like that, that he's going to be back and show that he isn't just, you know, a fake. And he just, he has some monster dunks. But Gordon has just done incredible things in the dunk contest. So I still think Gordon won. I think he got robbed. Unfortunate for him, because I I don't think he's ever going to do it again. This is the third time. Next time would be fourth. It's like at this point, it's like, what more could he do? What more could the guy think he needs to do? And, you know, he didn't plan the, the taco dunk. He didn't do any of that. He just went out there, tried to do his thing, and he certainly did it. And I think he should have won. Gordon got hosed. Gordon got hosed. And, you know, it's too bad for him. But, you know, at least he's given us unbelievable dunks that, that we're going to talk about for eternity like his dunks are gonna be right up there with Vince Carter's dunks with Jordan's dunks with Kobe's dunks with Dr. J's dunks with name them you name it Dominique's dunk Quentin Richardson's dunks all of them Gerald Green's dunks Dwight Howard's dunks they're gonna be up the legendary stuff and he didn't win they're about to announce the Kobe Bryant MVP award for Team LeBron. It's going to go to Team LeBron, I think, unless the fan vote disagrees, but I think it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Should be Kawhi Leonard anyways. And uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they made it the award. Uh, uh, that'll, that'll be my next topic once I announce this. Just wanted to reiterate, I thought Gordon was the winner. And sure enough, Kawhi Leonard is your first Kobe Bryant MVP award. He had 30 points, 7 rebounds, Kawhi. 8 for 14 from three-point range, and well-deserved for him winning the first-ever Kobe Bryant MVP award. And um, it was something I wanted to get to today. It was actually going to be my third topic. We'll, we'll already jump to it since they're announcing it right now. Uh, I'm really glad that the NBA decided to do it. Kobe Bryant you know, is tied for the most all-star MVPs. He has four with Bob Pettit, and uh, you know, couldn't come from, Kobe's a legend absolute legend one of the greatest players to ever do it and 
you know, just tragedy struck. And the what they did tonight for him, uh, it, it was incredible. You know, it was really awesome to see how the NBA celebrated him and, uh, you know, the whole performance and just everything that they did to recognize Kobe is well-deserved with Team LeBron wearing two as the back of their jersey and Team Giannis wearing 24 for Gigi and Kobe. And, you know, it's just really good stuff. And it's just great to see that the NBA is embracing one of their legends and, you know, just a terrible story. So I'm really glad that they changed the All-Star MVP because Kobe's that dude, 18-time All-Star. That was his event. That was his event. His last one in 2016, just like, you just remember it like it was yesterday. You know, bronze guarding him. It's just, Kobe put on a show every time he was out there. He was must-see basketball. You know, it's great. All-star MVP game, Kobe Bryant MVP award. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, it's so terrible. And I just feel so bad for his family. And, you know, I'm glad that we're just, you know, not going to let this pass us by. You know, we need to remember those who have fallen. And, you know, a true legend fell. And, you know, they, we, lost a, we lost a legend. We lost multiple family members from other people. You know, there were nine victims in this still. So it was a tragic thing. So to be able to get recognition like that, you know, and he lost a daughter too. So it's just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. So any way we can recognize this guy for the things that he did for basketball and, you know, everything he contributed to, you know, the legend, Kobe Bean Bryant, well-deserved, you know, his accolades speak for himself as a basketball player, but I think he was a great dad, you know, he redeemed himself from his past discretions and the things that he did, you know, he redeemed himself so that we can be redeemed, so that we can be better. Kobe showed that, was a killer on the court, absolute monster, so... You know, I think the Kobe story is great, and you know, it's really it's really just too bad with him passing. So you know, he will be missed, and I'm glad we just have another way to remember him with the the Kobe Bryant MVP award for the All Star game. And uh, Kawhi went Leonard, the first winner of it, hit 30 points tonight. Well deserved. Team LeBron walking away with that W. But uh, anyways, the second topic I wanted to get to is uh. Manfred finally, uh, you know, now that the players have really been speaking out against the Astros, Correa, uh, you know, for the Astros, did a lot of talking with Ken Rosenthal for the MLB Network. I watched that interview earlier today, and um, gosh, he he certainly had a lot to say and wasn't going to mince his words about um, Cody Bellinger just saying that the league lost all respect for the Astros, that he lost respect for them. He felt that the they stole the World Series. They stole that, felt that Jose Altuve stole the MVP from Judge. Yeah, he did. Cody Bellinger did not hold back. He trashed him. He said he lost all respect, and he thinks everyone in the show lost respect for the Astros. And I would agree. I would lose respect for those guys too. But Correa was also really trying to defend him, saying that there was no cheating in 2018-19, even though the commissioner's report said that they were doing code breaker. But Correa said that the players had no idea about that, even though that doesn't make any sense because why would they do it? Why would they learn all those signs if they're not going to relay that information to the people who are going to utilize it on the field? It just Correa's excuses for a lot of things were just absolutely absurd. Saying Jose Altuve had an unfinished tattoo, Adam Jones hopped in on it Twitter saying that that one takes the cake of excuses. It just, I think the Astros are just making it worse for themselves. 
And I think we're going to get more things to come out. We're going to get more questions. They're going to get grilled about this all the time. There's no, they're just, they're making it worse. If they came out, admitted what they did, you know, they already get immunity. If they admitted really what they did and like, yes, we apologize for the pain of the trash cans, for taking it to the next level of using technology, acknowledge what you did. But these apologies of like, we're sorry, Oh, yeah, the commissioner report said that we did this. You know, the owner saying that, oh, I'm sorry for breaking the rules, just trying to act like they didn't cheat. It's like it doesn't feel like they feel sorry at all. It really doesn't. The apologies don't seem sincere. Now, I did see a couple of videos where Jose Altuve seemed to be, you know, apologetic about it when he wasn't at the podium, when he was actually at his locker with reporters around him. You know, he showed remorse in that, but... Gosh, for what these guys did. And I know a lot of people don't know what they did. And um, quick overview, they used a camera in center view in center field to zoom in on the catcher's uh, signals that he gave to the pitcher on what pitch to throw. And they would relay this in real time to the dugout to a TV monitor where then they would relay the signs to the hitter by banging on a trash can. And they would bang on the trash can for an off-speed pitch or if they didn't bang on the trash can, it'd be for a fastball. And you can go online right now, go onto YouTube, and uh, you can just look at all the videos of all of this happening. It's absolutely incredible. You just hear these loud bangs. Here comes an off-speed pitch and the guy just crushes it. And it was proven that they did this in 2017. It was proven that they were using Codebreaker in the video room in 2018. And Cody Bellinger is firmly believes that they've done it for the past three years. Kurt Suzuki tried to confirm that as well for the Nationals by saying that he thought they were doing it last year in the World Series in which the, Ast- in which the Astros lost to the Nationals. So the Astros have been a dominant team. And when you think about it, it's like if cheating was so successful in 2017, why would you stop? Why would you stop using it? It'd be like, well, this has worked for us. We haven't gotten caught yet. Why would they stop doing it? So I firmly believe that they kept using it into the future. And really, the only reason they're apologizing is because of Mike Fires. Like, if this, if he didn't come out and tell the truth about what was going on here and blow the whistle on this whole thing, the Astros would still be doing this or some form of this and wouldn't be apologizing for this. And Chris Bryant kind of brought that to my attention. That's what he said. He's like, they're sorry that they got caught. They're not sorry for what they did because they won a World Series. You know, they did the ultimate thing. They were just back in the World Series. Clearly what they were doing was working. So that's the only reason they're sorry. They're sorry that they got caught. And they just keep resorting back to this report. It's like some guy just step up and tell me that you didn't use buzzers. Tell me, just come up with something better than just, oh, we're sorry. Oh, yeah, the commissioner report concluded this, so that's end-all, be-all. It's like, come on, you guys got immunity. Like, the commissioner handed down his punishment. I think the punishment was a little weak. I don't think they should have taken away the trophy. I don't think it should have gone that far. But I do 100% believe that they should have taken away more draft picks. They should have been ineligible for the postseason. They shouldn't have been able to add free agents. Like they shouldn't have been able to do a lot of things. Like that, they should have been. It, they should have taken a lot more away. They only took away four draft picks. They only took away five million dollars. And they fired. They suspended the manager and GM for a year, but then they were fired by the Astros, and might not get another job ever. 
from how high this scandal goes. And for the investigation purposes, they told the players you get a complete immunity if you confess to what they did. And that's what they confessed to. They confessed that they lied in 20, that they cheated and lied to baseball in 2017. But, oh, yeah, we didn't do this in 2018-19. Not buying it. Not buying it. And another thing I'm not buying, Correa defended Altuve. Now, I can get Altuve's a humbled guy and doesn't, you know, and isn't going to defend himself and is just going to go out there and play. But to say that he had an unfinished tattoo and didn't want to have his jersey ripped so people can see it, I just, I don't believe it. Like, that is just such a load of crap. You're telling me in the ALCS, you you just hit a home run. You're thinking about, oh, I got this bad tattoo. I don't want people to see it. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. You're there in the moment going absolutely berserk. Not for one second am I going to think, oh, no, people are going to see this awful tattoo. Oh, I can't let them see it. Oh, no. And it's like, and for his wife to be like, oh, they're, why do they rip off his jersey? It's no, it's not good excuses. Like you can, it's not a good excuse because in that moment you shouldn't be that self-conscious about like what you're wearing or what you look like. You just you advance your team to the World Series. You did the the second biggest achievement besides winning the World Series in your entire sport. Like this is what you play for. You play to get to that point in the postseason, and he still is like, oh no, I don't want my jersey ripped off. I don't want people seeing a bad tattoo. It's just, it's an awful excuse, and it just keeps mounting more and more. And it's going to dig themselves a deeper hole, and it's it's going to get worse. I firmly believe it's going to get worse. It's going to get more exciting for baseball, I can tell you that. The story's not going away anytime soon. And these guys are public enemy number one now. I think they're the most hated organization in, in baseball right now. I would say if you go by everyone, it, they might be the most hated organization in sports here in the U.S., I firmly believe that because this is this is terrible what they've done, and you know what? they haven't shown that they're a high class organization by you know harassing reporters and doing all this stealing stuff. It's just like gosh, they just mm-mm-mm. and Jim Crane just taking no responsibility, blaming the manager and GM is just being like we they didn't have good leadership, and it's like I get you hire those people, but you're the leader. You sign the checks. Like, you agree to all of this. So you got to step in and do something. And uh, it's just it's just terrible. Like, it's, it's, gonna, it's the biggest scandal in sports. And it's probably going to be the biggest one in sports history. It's, it's just going to keep getting better. And, you know, Manfred defended himself saying that the punishment was right and that we're going to know that the uh, World Series is tainted. That's why we're not taking it away. It's like people know that something happened. It's part of the history. And it's like, you know, that's a respectable way to think about it. But then if there, it's, if it's a part of history, why aren't we putting Bonds and Clemens in there and just accepting it as an asterisk? You know, they cheated the game. They did steroids. Why not? You know, I, that's how I think about it. So. I, I'm in love with this story. I'm fascinated. I can't wait for more things to just keep coming out. It's just going to keep better and better. So these guys talk in front of cameras, answer questions to reporters. It's just going to get worse and worse for them, and it's going to get better and better as far as content goes. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now, the fourth thing that I wanted to get to is uh, 
you know, NFL's over. You know, Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I congratulated them last episode. And, uh, you know, now it's just dead season in the NFL. You know, for football's sake, you got the XFL is going on. I haven't really watched it. I've watched it here, here and there, you know. Cardell Jones looks like a beast in that league. I can tell you that. Saw him throw a couple nice passes. You know, he looked pretty good for... I don't I don't know what the team he is that he plays for, but looked pretty good. So I think it looks enjoyable. I've seen a couple of things as far as the kickoff is cool. A couple of the rule changes are kind of nice. So you know, if you love football, you know, watch it. And it looks like the stadiums are packed. It looks like there's a lot of people going to the game. So you know, if you love spring football and you want it, you know, tune into the XFL. But that's not what I'm talking about football wise. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of the NFL free agents. And um, since I like to do things in fives. I'm going to give you the five QBs that are the most impactful of who are free agents right now. And then I'm going to give you the non-QBs, five guys who are the most impactful right now that are available. And, um, you know, we're going to start the QB-wise. The biggest one, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is finally a free agent, and he's usually taking that hometown discount, that hometown discount, but he doesn't seem to want to do that. And he wants $30 million a year at least, and... You know, Belichick is known for a guy to not give up salaries like that, so it's going to be interesting. I find it hard to believe Tom Brady would play in another uniform that's not New England, but if he does do that, I guess it's like Joe Montana. You know, Joe Montana was with the 49ers and then went to the Chiefs. It's like guys turn a new page in, in the twilight of their career with a new team, and I guess it happens, but just wouldn't look right. Tom only looks right in that... New England uniform playing with Bill Belichick, but he's fed up with the lack of receiving and offensive talent that New England has accumulated. They always have a good defense, but just have never had surefire offensive weapons besides like Moss, Welker. You know, Edelman's good, but he's not a one. You know, if, I, I think if they had Antonio Brown, it'd be good, but I know he's kind of a headache, but... Either way, you know, Brady's the biggest one. People are saying he might go to Oakland. I don't believe it. They're not a Super Bowl contender. I feel like at this point he wants to go somewhere where he can, no matter what, at least compete for a championship, at least put himself in that right spot. New England's the best place for that. But there's some other teams out there. I think if you replace him with Trubisky, I know they want to show that the number comparisons are close, but they're not. Tom Brady's way superior over Mitchell Trubisky. And with that defense... You just had a couple weapons, and they could do something. But I don't think the Bears would do something like that. I feel like they're unfortunately fully committed to Trubisky, but I I don't know. It's just like maybe the Colts would be good. I know they have a great offensive line now. They got some nice weapons, but Brady should, should stay in New England. It's what we've seen. It's where we know. Maybe he goes to the Chargers, but... Everywhere else that he goes, it just doesn't sound as interesting as him staying in New England and finishing out his career there, where it all started. You know, don't move on, Brady. Stay. And uh, another guy, second QB, Drew Brees. Drew Brees should, you know, I think the Saints, another guy, he should stay. Resign him. Bring him back. Bring him back. I know the other two guys for the Saints are free agents as well in Hill and uh, Bridgewater. And I love Bridgewater's game. Uh, you know, I think Teddy could definitely be a starter in this league for sure, But and especially with how much he's learned behind Breeze. You know, they didn't miss a beat when 
Teddy Bridgewater came in to replace Breeze when he got hurt. You know, he was firing all over the place. I know they play in a dome, but he, he was killing it. He was doing great. And a team is going to pay him big money. And I hope he can sh- shine and show how good he actually is because he's a beast. He is a beast. And But either way, Breeze is the second biggest guy. Stay with the Saints. You and Sean Payton. You know, you, I don't know how you blew it in the first round this year. You know, you, they were one of the best teams all year and then just go- blew it. Blew it in their first playoff game. So it was unfortunate for their part, but I still think they can get it done. I think... Peyton's a great coach. Breeze, I think, can still get it done. You know, run it back another year. They still have so many offensive weapons. The defense is solid. They have the team to do it. They can get the job done. Don't give up that easily, Saints. Bring back Breeze. Make it happen. Third QB, Dak Prescott. Now, is he better than the other two guys? Maybe not that I'm going to talk about. I think he is, but eh, it, it could be debated. It could easily be debated, but Dak, you know, bet on himself this year. Didn't want to sign a contract extension. And did it pay off for him? I don't know. They had a good offense. He got a lot of yards in garbage time. Got a lot of stats in garbage time because, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. They were mediocre. Jason Garrett lost his job. They're bringing in Mike McCarthy. You know, that's why things are changing. So that's why it didn't look as pleasing as Dak would like to think. He started the year off great but it was against terrible teams, and then they just flatlined and just stayed average all year. Didn't utilize Ezekiel Elliott correctly. It was just a struggle season for the Cowboys. So Prescott bet on himself. Did it pay off? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think still think he can get a lot of money. But frankly, Patrick Mahomes is going to set the bar and get $40 million a year, and that Dak Prescott contract isn't looking so bad at $30 million. And then you can pay guys above him. Just a you know like thirty five, but Prescott isn't worth more than thirty million dollars a year, and that's even pushing it for him. He's good, but he's not that good. He's he's right. Is he a top ten quarterback? That's a debate for another day, and you could really map it out. And I think maybe you could name ten guys better if everyone's healthy. I think you can name ten guys better, and if and if you can't. He's there at 10 and 9, just barely creeping into that top 10. Barely creeping into that top 10. If I were just to name him off right now off the top of my head, we would go Mahomes, Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. And then from there, now you really got to think about it. Because then it kind of evens out a little bit. Then it kind of evens out. I would put then, I know Jimmy Garoppolo struggled in the Super Bowl a little bit, but I would put him in the top 10 before I'd put Prescott. And then from there, I would say Carson Wentz for sure has to be up there. And I think, you know, if Roethlisberger is healthy, he's better. So, and there's 10 right there if you include Roethlisberger. So, and I don't want to say I can keep going, but you could definitely make arguments. You can definitely make challenges to say that he's not better than, you know, a guy like Philip Rivers, a guy like Ryan Tannehill who got his team all the way to, you know, one win away from the Super Bowl. That's what Tannehill did. He took his team that far. No one believed it. 
You know, Cam Newton's going to come back healthy. Is Dak better than Cam? Mm, I don't know. Is Dak better than Matt Ryan? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So when you really look at it, Dak's really middle of the pack. He's like the 15th best quarterback in the league, and you're telling me the 15th best quarterback in the league is worth $30 million? That's steep. That's steep. But that might be market price. You could even say Jared Goff is better than him. Like You could debate it. At least Goff's been to the Super Bowl. At least Goff has had playoff wins. I know that comes down to coaching a lot, but still, it goes for Cousins. Cousins make the playoffs. At least he got to the playoffs. He did it with the Redskins, too. You like that? You know, Cousins got there. I haven't seen Dak get there. I haven't seen Dak do it. So $30 million is steep. But, you know, and the fifth quarterback, the fourth quarterback, excuse me, that I want to get to, you know, Phillip Rivers, you know, the Chargers let him go. And uh, he moved his family to Florida. But the rumors are the Colts want him. I thought, you know, Jacksonville might be a good spot, but they might be locked into that Nick Foles contract for too long, even though they replace him back out with Gardner Minshew. So I don't know what the situation is there. The Bucks don't know if they want to sign Jameis Winston. So Rivers could go anywhere. You know, the Dolphins are looking for a quarterback. It's a it's an interesting thing. I don't I don't know where Rivers is going to end up. He could end up on any number of teams. I would imagine if he moved his family to Florida from California, he's going to try and stay with the Florida team. I don't see him going somewhere like Indianapolis with his age and how many kids he has. I think he's got like nine or ten kids. So to even make that move from California to Florida, that's a big move. And then to be playing football for eight months out of the year up in Indianapolis, I don't see it. So I feel like he's going to stay with one of the Florida teams. He's got three options, depending on if the Bucks want Jameis back, depending on what the Jaguars can do. You know, Dolphins, like I said, desperate need of a quarterback. They're probably going to draft one because they got, you know, there are three good ones. Tua, Burrow, Herbert, you know, there are guys there to draft for quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting to see, see where Rivers goes because he spent his whole career with the Chargers. This will be a new turn for him, and they've mutual, they're not, he's not going back. He is not going back. They are moving on. They're turning the page. Phillip Rivers is turning the page. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. He's never come through really in the big game, but, you know, he still puts up gaudy stats. And uh, he's with that weird throwing motion, I don't know how he does it. He's got that funky throwing motion, but he, he can get it done struggle bus last year you know the Chargers weren't very good but we'll see if he can get it done this year and then the fifth quarterback you know you can name a few guys you know I mentioned Bridgewater I mentioned Jameis you know I mentioned other guys that are going to be free agents but I think the fifth most important is the guy who made it to the final four of the football teams to make it Ryan Tannehill I mean the guy just struggled struggled in Miami you know thought he, his career was over like he was irrelevant you know I had a friend who was a Dolphins fan just made fun of him all the time it's like Tannehill hurt again huh it's just he wasn't good he was not good with them but did he turn it around eh not really not really but you know it's it's uh Tannehill could go to a number of teams I I think the Titans will re-sign him you know, personally, I think they're going to re-sign him. I don't know why they would, 
you know, want to look the other way unless Tom Brady's coming to town. But I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think Brady's coming. So Tannehill, that, you know, Tannehill's going to be good. He's going to be good with any team that he goes to. I think he's shown that he is capable. I think he's shown that he's a capable quarterback that can get the job done. So good luck to Ryan Tannehill. I hope he gets another contract because he was a surprise story. I didn't believe in it. I got a friend who was a Titans fan that said they were going to make it all the way, one win it to the Super Bowl, and it was going to be against the Ravens and sure, you know, against the Chiefs. And sure enough, just like that, boom, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Patriots. They beat, you know, two teams that they were the underdog against. It was them against the world, and Tannehill got it done. Tannehill performed, so he showed that he can get it done. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he can. hope he can, just for his sake, because he, he struggled in Miami, and hopefully he can turn it around for himself. But, um, you know, moving on to now the non-quarterbacks. There's a lot of good non-quarterbacks out there. And we'll get to the first one, probably the most important, just because this franchise doesn't know what they're doing, Amari Cooper. Like I already mentioned, they got Dak Prescott as a free agent. Do they sign him? Do they franchise tag him and then give Cooper the contract? Because their offense is way better with Cooper. They need him. They need a number one receiver. Is Cooper a number one? Maybe not, but he's a 1B. Definitely, a, if Amari Cooper is your number two wide receiver, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. But but he's he's a good receiver. They need him. You know, he's the Cowboys need him. The Cowboys need him. They can't let him go. They really can't. It's, they just cannot let him go. It, it would be detrimental to their offense if Dak didn't have Amari Cooper and it was just Zeke out there because I don't think Dak could create receivers like that. He needs a he needs a baller out there. So they need Cooper, but you know he'd be good on other teams. Hey Patriots, you know you need receivers. Make a move for it. you know try and do something. Bears. Hey Chicago, what do you say? Bears, let's make a signing today on the offensive side. You know, let's help out Trubisky if we're going to believe in him. Give him some weapons, even though he's going to sail it right over him. But here we go. It's, uh, someone needs to do something. But Cooper, definitely the big, you know, the big name receiver. But we'll see how that goes. Second biggest guy just won the Super Bowl, Chris Jones, one of the best young defensive linemen in the game. Just 26 years old. He's an absolute monster. Absolute monster. You know, third consecutive season, he's ranked top eight in his position. The guy's a beast. The guy is a beast. 58 pressures, fourth most among interior defenders. He's, just, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. He's going to get big money. That's always how it works. Teams win the Super Bowl and their pass rushers get paid. That's how that works. If you're in the Super Bowl, your team wins. Even if your team loses, you sign for big money, especially if you had an impact on the game. Chris Jones made huge impact plays for the Chiefs, huge impact plays for the Chiefs all throughout the playoffs, and they needed it. For every comeback attempt they had, they needed people to step up on defense. Chris Jones did that, and um, he's definitely the second biggest non-QB guy because, you know, those pass rush, you need pass rush. Quarterback and pass rush and corners and skill positions, wide receivers, is what you need. That's what you need. You need quarterback and pass rush. Those are the two most important things. And Chris Jones, pass rush, he's getting paid. Going to get a nice little contract. The next guy, safety, 
Anthony Harris, and gosh, just every time the Bears play him, it's just they just shut down the Bears' offense, and he's one of the big reasons why. Very underrated playmaker in the backfield. He's just he does a lot of great things. You know, he only misses four tackles in a hundred attempts for a safety. Whew, that's big time right there. It's big time. Just every time I watch him, it's just like here we go. Bears aren't getting anything off this. Vikings defense is shutting it down. So, Anthony Harris, you know, safeties, you you need pass defense now with how offenses are airing it out. You need guys who can cover. You need guys who can cover multiple positions. You need a guy who can defend a a speedy wide receiver, a slot guy, or you need to be able to defend that big tight end in the middle. You know, Kelsey, perfect example of that. Zach Ertz, perfect example of that. George Kittle, perfect example of that. You need to, someone to defend that, and that's what Harris does. Harris defends those guys, and he also defends receivers, and he does a great job at it. He's going to get paid. Please don't go back to the Vikings so the Bears can actually have some success on offense, but doubt that's going to happen. And then the uh, the fifth fifth free agent, well, actually only the fourth, excuse me, is uh, Davion uh, Javon Clowney, excuse me. Now, Javon Clowney, you know, we've known him. He was a beast with the Texans. He he did some nice things for Seattle. He's a, he, he's a good defensive player, really good defensive player. So he, he's going to get big money somewhere, I think, too. It's just It just goes back to you need guys who can put pressure on the quarterback. You need guys who can disrupt that because that's what teams do. Teams let it air out, air it out. Besides, you know, Lamar Jackson and uh, what the Tennessee Titans did of run the ball with Derrick Henry, it's like teams are airing it out. They're letting it fly. You want their quarterbacks to make something happen. And um, you guys who can get to that quarterback and disrupt him, and Clowney's one of those guys. So he'll get big money. And, uh, you know, those – and uh, another big guy. God, I wish, I wish he could stay healthy. A.J. Green. I wish he could stay healthy because – but his career is just being wasted away in Cincinnati. Like, you know, they're not winning any games anytime soon, and he is just wasting away. He was hurt most of last year, but he's a beast when he's out there. He's been their best offensive player since he's been on that team. And he'll be 32 come opening day in 2020, so he's got some miles on him, but if he's healthy... He's one of the best receivers in the league. He's shown it time and time again. So hopefully Green can stay out there and actually have a good season. But I hope it doesn't happen in Cincinnati because it is just his talent is being wasted and has been wasted on a quarterback like Andy Dalton, who's probably going to end up getting traded. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know who would make a move for him. Um, but I think he's going to get traded and because they're moving on. I heard they're might be trying to trade the first the first pick. That's been the rumors that are going on. We will see. I don't believe they think Burrow is the guy. I don't believe it because a lot of people saying Artua is the number one quarterback prospect. So it's going to be an interesting NFL draft, and 
with what the Bengals do, but hopefully they don't get the opportunity to sign A.J. Green and he gets to go to a team that's deserving of his services because Cincinnati has wasted it. Their time is up. Move on, Green, for your sake. Bengals, move on for your sake. Time to turn that new page. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers did it. A.J. Green and the Bengals can do it just for his sake. Let me see him with a good quarterback. Put him with a stud and rut row. Rut row, as Ruby Rue would say. All right. And then the fifth topic I want to get to. And, you know, this topic kind of came out of nowhere. I was going to recap college basketball, but I guess we can save that because conference tournaments haven't even started. You know, still a lot of things happen. And I'll tip my cap to San Diego State real quick for being undefeated. But, um, you know, a lot of good teams in college basketball. But I actually want to talk about college football. And I got in this argument today with someone about Mel Tucker. And he recently accepted the Michigan State job, even though he just recently told the University of Colorado that he was going to stay. He wasn't taking the Michigan State job. He wasn't interested in it. And um, coaches do this all the time. They reassure that they're going to stay, and then they take the job. Now, I'm more than okay with his decision, but the person I said what he did was wrong you know, the boosters, the person I was arguing with that said it was wrong for him to leave, telling people that that's what he's going to do. It's a low integrity move. It's a low thing to do. And you know, he doesn't like him anymore. And a booster kind of came out and said the same thing. He's like, oh, he reassured us that he was staying. He blatantly lied to us. And, you know, just a lot of people are complaining that he deceived Colorado. And that's what they do. I don't understand why this is so hard to grasp. And we could take, this is my argument for this. Take yourself, regular ass Joe, in your work life. All right, if you're, when you're applying for jobs, even though you have a job, it might be a good job. You might enjoy it. You might enjoy the people you work with, but it's not that big a company. You're not getting paid as much as you think you should be. But, you know, you still enjoy it. You know, you've done some good things there. You're making it happen. You made some great connections. You've done a lot of good things. But then you apply for a job and, oh, it's open. Oh, bigger company, bigger pay, more pedigree, bigger brand. You know, more ways to expand your career, more reasons to show your worth. So what are you going to do? Are you going to say that low-paying job where you don't get as much recognition, you don't get the top recruits, you don't get the top TV spots, you know, you don't get the media recognition, or are you going to go to the big school, the big company? Are you going to go to them and try and achieve something great and compete for national championships? That's what Mel Tucker did. That's what he did. He took life into his own hands and he took control of his destiny and said, I'm going to go to a big time program. And yeah, Colorado used to be good back in the 90s. And maybe they'll be good again one day. But it'll take a special coach to want to hold on to that. Because if you have an opportunity as a head football coach to coach Michigan State in the Big Ten with rivals like Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and you have the opportunity to play on ESPN, you got the Big Ten Network, You're going to be on football every Saturday. You're going to be on TV every Saturday. You're going to be, you're a national brand. You know, the Spartans, it's a, it's a household name when it comes to college sports. It's a household name. Everyone knows Michigan State's Spartan green, green and white. Hate the, hate the colors, but you know, it's a national brand. It's a national brand that people know, and it's a big time job. 
And not to say Colorado, not to diminish Colorado, but the Pac-12 is not the same as the Big Ten. It just is not. It's not the same football, basketball. It's just not the same. So to take the opportunity, Mel Tucker did, I think, what was best for his career, what he thought was best for his family and his future. And it gives him an opportunity to really shine. Gives him, puts him in the driver's seat to be with a big-time program, a program that has some rumors that haven't been going well and is why Dan Tony possibly stepped down or mutually parted. But we know how those mutual partings usually go. It's uh, you're fired or we can mutually separate. Your choice. Your choice on how we want to spin it. We can mutually do this or it could be a disaster. And that's the route they took, but Mel Tucker took over. So he owes those boosters nothing. He owes those fans nothing. Now, the players, I do feel a little sympathy there because he recruited them there. He said, you know, whatever he sold them on, we're going to build something special. Whatever sports cliche you want to sell it on. You know, the, I'm sure the players feel a certain way about this. But you got to understand. You got to do what's best for yourself. You hold nothing to no one. You got to do what is best for your career, what is best for your family. Because that's all that matters. You only get one life. You got to do what's best for yourself. You got to do what you think is best for you, your family, or whoever you hold it to, whoever you want to do greatness with. That's all it comes down to. So I think Mel Tucker, you know, he could do whatever he wants. Go to Michigan State. You you hold nothing to those fans. You f- I feel bad for the players. Those are the only people, but they'll get over it. If they want out, transfer. You know, that's why they got the transfer portal. You'll get that other year. You'll, you might sit out, but you get that extra year of eligibility. So, you know, they give you an option to leave. You have that portal. You know, other coaches are okay with you transferring. It's okay. You can do that if you don't want to be there anymore. So they'll get over it. Mel Tucker, good for you, getting the job that you want. And, uh, you know, that, that's all there is to that. Those are the five topics of the day, you know. So, gosh, going on long here. Since we went on a little extra long, I'm going to save my unpopular opinion. I'm going to save it because it's a good one. And it's one that I've de- been debating a while. It's one of my favorite sports topics. We'll get to it next time. That's the end of episode three. Uh, thanks for listening. You know, look out for that episode number four. I'm telling you that uh, unpopular opinion is going to be a doozy. Pay attention to it. You know, thanks for listening. It's been a good one. You know, I'm out. Peace. Deuces. Until next time.